Hey, yo, welcome back to Podcast of the Day right here on Anchor. Today's podcast is going to be a little bit different. It is all about engineering, and that is something we have not been able to talk about before on the show. So I'm very excited to feature a really cool podcast doing a ton of work with engineering and education, especially. So if that sounds interesting to you at all, it is coming up very soon right here on Podcast of the Day, only on Anchor. Today's podcast is called K-12 Engineering. K-12 obviously standing for kindergarten through 12th grade and the engineering obviously being engineering. Um, but essentially the goal is for host and creator Pius Wong to uh, allow creators and educators and people all within engineering to uh, just talk about the, the state of engineering in education right now. Obviously, um, it is a huge thing to do in secondary school and college, but when you were in uh, kindergarten through 12th grade, you're probably not exposed to engineering as much, and especially getting educated on different things. There's things like calculus and advanced math that you can go through, but nothing very engineering focused. And Pius and a bunch of people that he brings on are working to solve things like that, as well as talk about engineering and the industry as a whole. It's super interesting, and while I'm not going into engineering, engineering or anything myself, I still really enjoy listening to some of the concepts that they talk about and something that I just, I just, I think people should be very passionate about because it's going to be an important career in the upcoming years and decades to come. So anyways, we're going to be listening to a couple of clips from that and I hope you enjoy. This podcast is for all the educators, engineers, entrepreneurs, and parents out there who are interested in getting kids into engineering at younger ages. I'm Pius Wong, and today I'm speaking with Rachel Farig. Over the last several years, Rachel has helped teachers nationwide implement a high school-level engineering curriculum produced by the University of Texas at Austin. We're speaking today about how educational standards affect the implementation of engineering courses like this. Rachel, welcome. Thanks. Today we're going to talk a little bit about standards related to engineering education at the the K through 12 level, but especially the high school level, because you have a lot of experience working with hundreds of teachers, actually, who have taught engineering uh, nationally over the last couple of years. I do. So to get us started, uh, especially for people who aren't teachers who might be listening, just what are educational standards? So educational standards is just a broad term for, uh, it's a set of guiding principles that are actually written down and articulated and are very specific about what students need to be able to know, understand, do, exhibit, display, things like that. So when you're reading um, national standards, common core standards, state standards from other places, for example, here in Texas, we have our own Texas Essential Knowledge and Skills, or TEKS, or TECS, as, as some people call them. It's just a set of guidelines that are documented so that everyone knows, um, parents, teachers, students, administrators, what it is that students will be doing and learning in a particular content area. So presumably a bunch of influential leaders, including parents, and governments and teachers have all agreed that this is what our children will learn? That is the ideal. And typically when you look at panels of people or the committees of people who do write these standards, it is comprised largely of educators, legislators, community members, and parents. 
Those clips come from episode two of K-12 Engineering, where they talk about educational standards with engineering. And now we're going to listen to a couple of clips from my favorite episode so far, where Pius talks to a couple of nonprofits who are pushing to get more women and girls into engineering and STEM fields. And it's a super cool uh, podcast um, episode. And I really enjoyed listening to this one specifically because of the message behind it. So here is a couple of clips from that. In today's two-part episode, I talk with two nonprofits on a mission. First, we visit Girl Start, a Texas-based nonprofit that reaches thousands of girls from fourth grade up to junior high with hands-on programs. Second, we talk to the founders of Scientific Adventures for Girls, a newer nonprofit around Oakland, California, that targets younger girls in early elementary. Both organizations are growing, and together they paint a picture of what's difficult and what works when trying to get young girls into engineering. When I visited the Austin headquarters of the nonprofit Girl Start earlier this fall, Executive Director Tamara Hudgens first greeted me with the grand tour. Staff members were busy talking and moving nearby, while Tamara told me about the wall of photos near the hall entrance. The photos showed off Girl Start's large and dedicated team of women across Texas and a few places outside Texas. She listed all the different colleges they're from. Either University of Houston or Rice or Lone Star, sorry, I have to think out loud, Lone Star Community College. When I started here in fall of 2009, we had this many. Are these volunteers? We called them interns. No, they no. get paid. Okay. They get paid cool. and they get puppy time. One of the local staff members' dogs, Leo, was walking around the offices that day. Girl Start stretched across this whole long one-story building with multiple activity rooms, but it wasn't always this way. This used to be a nursing home. Girl Start itself started much smaller in 1997, logistically and physically, and six years ago they only had part of the building. We had this room and this room for camp and access to the kitchen, yeah. and then the rest of it was a real challenge. There was mold and occasional flooding, and the lobby wasn't symmetrical. Wow. So I did get to speak with Pius from the show, and we talked about engineering, uh, the education, the lack of, at least, education in the K-12 schools, and it's just so interesting and, and really cool to hear about it from someone in the field uh, to, to understand the dynamics of engineering and how important it is right now and for the future. So, anyways, this interview it was, was really cool, and uh, here it is. Uh, my name is Pius Wong. And I have a show called the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast, and it's freely available. Uh, you can find info about it at k12engineering.net, our show website. And basically, I am an engineer, and I used to work for other people doing things like biomedical technology, and then I eventually did robotics, and then I eventually taught other people how to do cool stuff in engineering. And that all led up to me... Uh, forming my own company and um, basically it's related to teacher training and engineering education and I wanted to maintain contacts with all the teachers and educators and cool people who I had met at my old jobs and so I made this podcast turns out people were listening and so I continued to make it and uh, yeah it's just all about how to promote engineering education for for all ages including people before college especially kids before college I should say 
And uh, yeah, teachers listen to it and hopefully pick up a few tips. So as I understand it, the podcast didn't come until later. Uh, yeah, well, right. So I started my, my business. When I talk about it, it's, it's very new. I keep talking about my business. It's Pio's Labs. I just started it last year. It was originally intended to be to create educational games, specifically video games. But the development time on that is taking a while. And one of the very first things that I did about a month into starting the business was form this podcast. So um, it wasn't the very first thing I was thinking about. It was kind of a side project that ended up taking up a lot more time and eclipsing the video games for now. What 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 is your goal with, within each episode? Are they different from one another? Is there usually like a topic to each episode? Um, just to explain it to people who've never really come across it before. Right. I have been trying to do different types of episodes for each one and so i've just put out like episode 33 right now and most of the episodes are basically just conversations or interviews and um if it's with people i know they tend to be a lot less formal uh if they're people who i've just met it's 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 pretty cool in that you can have a more informal conversation but it's a different feel Sometimes I try to do NPR style podcast episodes, meaning I'll go out to an event. Like, for example, I recently went to the PAX South video game convention in San Antonio, and I went around trying to figure out how do they integrate video games in education. And like you might hear on a news story, you go and interview random people, you try to find people to focus on, and, and you edit it all together. I learned that that is ridiculously time intensive and i would love to have people help me out with that in the future Um, because it's it's great to do and great to listen to um i did this episode called teacher dreams and nightmares and it's easily one of the more popular episodes that i've done and it's about teachers who have ridiculous nightmares because they're so full of anxiety um basically we gotta support our teachers more that's what i learned but it Making that episode, I had to interview a lot of teachers, some experts related to that. I had to do my own reading and research. And I really did want like this great NPR-style piece. And I'm proud of what I did, but I cannot do every episode like that. And I think that I'm going to scale back and do more just fun conversations. And would you say that there is uh, that, that, that gap is closing in terms of... Um, engineering starting to come around and being taught within schools or is there still a a really big push or there needs to be a really big push to to connect those two and get it started you know there the tide is turning there is a trend to get engineering into more schools there's definitely a lot of schools that do not have it they don't have computer science they do not have uh, design classes and that's unfortunate Um, and it's partly because of the the money the the cost of right. getting the equipment or the teachers there's also a shortage of teachers with the applicable knowledge which is really unfortunate there's a shortage of a uh, diversity of teachers as well meaning um you know we might want teachers of different backgrounds to teach in different types of schools so so that's a complicated question in that there are a lot of people who are super interested especially at the administrative and even policy level um the old Uh, administration 
at the federal level, Barack Obama's White House, they, they really had a big push for it. And I think it's been continuing through the next administration. But just because policymakers and, and some leaders want more education doesn't mean it happens. We still got to train qualified teachers. We have to pay teachers more or pay, you know, people who have the knowledge more if they're going to decide to be in schools. Um, so, so yeah, there there's a lot of interest. But when it comes down to it, we need more success actually teaching it to kids. I know growing up personally, um, I didn't have a ton of classes that were really geared towards engineering. I mean, there was calculus and uh, and math-based classes, but there was nothing really out there setting um, something just for engineering or going into STEM things. So um, has that been what you found as well, or is there schools out there teaching oh, yeah. classes geared towards engineering? So when I was growing up, uh, just like you, there really weren't a whole lot of classes focused on engineering. There were like none, and it's kind of a new thing. Uh, I think like 10 years ago, approximately, that's when there was a really huge push in the USA anyway to get engineering at, uh, starting to be taught at younger ages in K through 12. And my old job was actually to train teachers in high school to teach engineering. And there's a lot of challenges that come with that. Um, but you're right. It's, it is new. And we are finding more and more teachers who are willing to, to teach engineering. And that involves computer science as well. Um, and so that makes me really happy. I'm a big nerd. I love engineering. I love building stuff. I love coding. And um, I, like a past guest told me, I want everyone to love it. What do you think the, the future is of, of en engineering education in terms of before college? Uh, well, it's definitely going to start at really young ages. I've already seen it being taught to like pre-K level in wow. after school courses. Yeah. And of course it looks different at different ages. You're not going to teach calculus or something to, um, kindergartners, but what is a common trend is that at the K-12 level, no matter what age, people always integrate design and something called project-based learning. So they might throw kids together in a group and have them work on a challenge or a problem that they find in their community and ask them to design something to solve it. And um, it might be something basic like designing a cafeteria tray or designing something in your own classroom, the setup of the desks and chairs. And in high school, it might go all the way up to designing robots or designing uh, a mobile app or... Um, yeah, yeah. All sorts of cool stuff like that and so design and projects and group projects and collaboration are all the huge trend right now i think engineers okay. get a bad rap historically they're stereotyped as maybe people who don't work together well and they just <laughs> huddle in a corner and um i don't know do some esoteric thing but that's definitely uh, changing while we're here, do you want to shout out your, your info to where to find you and uh, where people can listen to the podcast? Yes. Um, so you can find the K-12 Engineering Education Podcast pretty much everywhere, as far as I can tell, that plays podcasts. But the website for specific links is www.k12engineering.net. That's all one word. Um Otherwise, you can search for it on iTunes, on SoundCloud. We have a Facebook page. Uh, you can just, again, search for the podcast name. You can follow the show's Twitter, at K12Engineering. And also, you can follow me, uh, and that's just at Pius Wong, P-I-U-S-W-O-N-G. And I think that's about it. 
if anyone has any awesome. yeah if anyone has any questions or, or wants to reach me they can just tweet me or find my email and i'll totally reply i like getting messages by all means if any of today's stuff really uh struck a chord with you and you want to go check out more feel free to go to k12engineering.net that is going to be your hub for everything this podcast um, you can also find their facebook and twitter um, on facebook they're k12 engineering education and then on Twitter, they are just K12 Engineering. And um, again, go check it out if you have any sort of interest in this. Um, definitely a cool podcast. It's not just geared towards educators or um, teachers. It's it's a bunch more than that. And it's, it's a great avenue to really learn more about the engineering space. So feel free to check it out, k12engineering.net. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your hump day. Listen to a couple of podcasts and, and get involved with some audio because it's it's awesome. Anyways, I'll catch you right back here tomorrow with a brand new edition of Podcast of the Day right here on Anchor. I've been your host, Grant, and I really appreciate you joining me. I'll see you soon.